Hello and welcome to another episode of The Martin Sibley Show. I've had a couple of months break over the summer holidays with uh, various other work projects going on and um, a few little travels around England as well. So welcome back to, to this new episode. And in this episode, I'm interviewing Jason Wilshire Mills, who is a disabled artist. And we're going to be learning all about how he uses technology to express his own views of the world, challenging stereotypes along the way and making change to boot. So settle down and I hope you enjoy this latest episode. So we're here today with Jason Wilshire Mills. Thank you for joining us for our chat today on sort of disabled artistry and beyond. Absolutely. It's an absolute pleasure, Martin. I've, I've followed your work from afar for a long time, so it's, uh, it's, it's really nice to meet you virtually, so to speak, but yeah, great to be here. And likewise, likewise, I know you were saying a couple of years ago there was an article on Disability Horizons, only one listen and they can obviously go and have a little read and check the article out after they listen to this as well. So it's not our first uh, bit of work overall, but as you say, first time we're more in the, in the same verbal company as each other. So yeah, good. Well, what's great about the article as well, Martin, is it shows how far, as, as the listeners will find out, hopefully from, from um, this interview, but it shows how far things have developed and how far I've come. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hopefully some, some good pointers there for disabled artists out there that you can make it, yeah. Good. I'm, love, I'm loving yeah. that positivity yeah. from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool, well, normally when we sort of kick off with the podcast, I guess it's that um, bit of background, sort of, you know, a little bit bio information for the listeners about you, if that's all right. Sure, yeah. Well, regardless of my posh name, um, I'm actually, uh, I, was, I was born in Wakefield, West Yorkshire, um, grew up in a very, very kind of uh, working class background, uh, was the first of my family to, to, to go to university and study art. But before all that, um, at age 11, I was aspiring uh, rugby league player. I had scouts watching me and, you know, he's going to go far as that lad and all that business. Mm -hmm. And um, I went to Knaresborough, uh, which is a, a beautiful uh, town, a uh, touristy kind of place in, in Yorkshire and uh, with my sister for a day trip and I got, I got uh, chicken pox and uh, to cut a very, very long story short, I spent a year in hospital and the chicken pox subsequently attacked my nervous system, oh, wow. um, causing me to be uh, paralysed uh, from the neck downwards for five years. Mm -hmm. um, the, the fact that I'm, I'm just a wheelchair user now I, I say this is nothing this this is that this is nothing compared to what went through as a kid but um i i became ironically became disabled in the first international year of the disabled which oh. I, I always kind of thought was ironic <laughs> um, it was the same year that i wasn't allowed in a cinema uh, because i was uh, my, my brother got me out of hospital pushed me about six miles and the, the manager came out and said he can't come in as a fire hazard. And so it, it was very ironic that I became disabled when this year was supposed to be like about celebrating. I had my first experience in that year of, of uh, discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, but I, I was very fortunate because um, I, I recovered to, to, to where I am now, really. But so um, I was given a... It won't make it to the speech from the doctor. It won't make it to 16. Um, I'm nearly 50 now, an old fart. I've got uh, two kids, uh, which, you know, is a miracle in itself that somebody stuck with me. But that's another story. <laughs> that's another story. But, um, you know, kind of um, 
really blessed, really, really blessed because um, I studied art, but then I did the worst thing that you can do as an artist. I went into teaching and um, when, when my condition started to get worse again and I was struggling with health and uh, on morphine and in lots of pain and feeling particularly, particularly northern and very sorry for myself and mm-hmm. quite, uh, you know, morbid. Uh, one of my mates said to me as an artist said, paint your way out of this, Jason. You're mm. an artist. You're not a manager. You're not an education manager. Or you are an artist. It was my Hagrid moment. I call it my Hagrid moment. You're a wizard, <laughs> Harry. And um, yeah, I, I um, it was just, whilst all that was going on, my, my, my dad developed cancer and unfortunately passed away. But his, his last words to me were, uh, and I hope this is not making the listeners sob because there, there, there is, there is, there is, we're going to get some X Factor music yeah, in them. Yeah, there is, there is some cold, cold plates usually, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, he said, You've got to be happy, lad. You've got to be happy. And he was a very sort of simple man, my dad, but. And I don't think he meant it like this, you know, give up your job, run away with the circus and be an artist. But that's what I did. That's what I did. (laughs) Yeah. And um, my wife said, well, we'll give it a year. We'll give it a year and see how you get on. And that was nearly 10 years ago. And I was just, uh, uh, the I mean, Grayson Perry talks about this. He says, you know, he's he's asked constantly how how you um, become successful. What's the secret? And it's a, it's a really, it is really simple. Work incredibly hard. <laughs> uh, go, to, go to a good college, then work even harder. Um, and basically, then have a bit of luck. Have a yeah. bit of luck. And that's kind of what happened with me, really. And um, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be, to be able to, to do the kind of travel that I do and uh, to do the work where, um, as a disabled artist, I think it's... Um, it's really important that I use my voice, my, mm-hmm. I call it my authentic voice and my mm-hmm. experience to challenge perceptions through the work and to, you know, hate crime against disabled people has gone up by 40 odd percent. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So people like, like myself and, 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 and you, you know, I think it's kind of, it's imperative that we, we it, it's, I, I've heard it described by some disabled people, we're in a, a war zone because we've been attacked. Mm. Uh, by, by policy uh we we you know we we've come a long way from the 1980 the, the year of the international person mm-hmm. but boy we still got so far to go yeah. and we've gone backwards a little bit in the, the past 10 years or so because um it's it's a lack of understanding so i i put all that into my work and it and when people sort of ask me what the work's about and i tell them it's oh blimey jason that's a bit heavy but it isn't because it's it's kind of um, it's kind of I use humour, you know. It's not dark. It's there is there is light. There is there is sort of um, uh, I'm from the uh, the Mel Brooks school of making art. Mm-hmm. Mel Brooks was a Jewish man, a comedian, and what he did was he was so angry what the Nazis had done to his family. Mm. What he did, he used comedy to put them in funny, put them in tutus and hum- humiliate them and deal with them. And I, I am a great believer that through art that you can challenge perceptions and you can, you can deal with what ails you. You can sort of um, share that experience in a really powerful way. And hopefully, if it changes a very small percentage of the viewers that see my artwork, blimey, that's, that's pretty good, you know. It's, it's, uh, and I do it in a really interesting way because um, 
I'm, I'm making sculptures now that are fully um, augmented reality sub. Um, and I worked recently worked with the Global Disability Innovation Hub, mm -hmm. and they commissioned me to make a piece of art about what it is to be disabled. And I said, well, I can only tell you about what it is to be a disabled bald geezer in his 40s. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you about what it's like to be a woman or, you know, so, uh, so but I'll, I'll do my best. And I worked with uh, some really amazing young people in London and they, they worked with me and helped design the, this character. And on, on this character is called Brave Boy Billy because he's, he's ever so brave. <laughs> he's, he's inspirational. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and on his, he's got badges on his body, which you use uh, an app to access. Mm -hmm. And the app unlocks the story, the, these young kids' stories. And there's animation that fills the room and there's music and there's, it, it's really powerful stuff. Cause the kids are not saying, oh, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm ever so inspirational. I'm ever so this, I'm ever so that. They're just talking about what, what they are, who they are, what, what yeah. they want to be. A, a chap, a young chap that worked with me uh, who, has got a, a degenerative condition uh, said to me I love rugby I think it's a beautiful game um, and he never said this he, said, he never said I'll, I'll never play it mm -hmm. what he did was he made a piece of art about himself playing rugby wow. we made it into an animation which then comes out of the sculpture and fills the room and it shows him playing rugby and you hear his voice talking about it it's wow. a really powerful kind of visceral experience and um, I'm really going to sort of push that as well and uh, challenge um, ideas about disabled people and sexuality mm -hmm. uh, uh, disabled people uh, just being disabled people really but we're people we were yeah. you know uh, homo erectus you know <laughs> with us, yeah, same as everybody else just kind of dealing with things yeah uh, um Bumbling along that's it yeah and it's it's kind of life stuff and it's hopefully it'll make it uh, I'm, I'm sort of, some people say, what, what's your work about? And I said, well, it's kind of like the Beano meets I Daniel Blake. <laughs> <laughs> That's so a great, great yeah. explanation. So there's kind of, I'm somewhere in the middle there that's kind of got, <laughs> got a bit of angst, but don't know how to deal with it, so makes jokes. Yeah. And I use the Beano and all that kind of stuff from a childhood to kind of inform it. So the work does make you laugh. I mean, Billy doesn't have a wheelchair because... Um, he was designed because, um, based on a, a stat, that 60 million people in the world need wheelchairs, mm. but only 15 million people have them. Wow. So until, until then, he's, he's bouncing around on this space hopper, mm -hmm. so making a really sort of valid point, but using humour and yeah. my kind of experience to sort of get the message over. Wow, that's amazing. There's so much you're up to and then so many different um, you know, avenues we could go down and unpack there. I mean, what one thing you mentioned at the beginning um, when you sort of became disabled, um, and I, very, I'd, I'd never heard that chickenpox could um, cause such a, an effect as that. Um, but you mentioned going to the cinema and how you weren't allowed to get in. Like how, how did you deal with that? Like, did, did you argue back or did you just leave? I, I was a kid, so I was, I was 11 years old. I mean, I think my brother was a bit more, a, a, a greater believer in direct actions. <laughs> <laughs> I think he subsequently went and had words, shall we say, with the yeah. manager. Uh, it, bless him, you know, you've you got to fight the fight. Um, yeah. I, I mean, uh, it, it's kind of informed the rest of my life, though, because as uh, there are things that kind of... Uh, uh, 
are so kind of difficult as a disabled person. I mean, going out of the house, leaving the house, it's like a you know military uh, yeah. exercise. Uh, I live in Lincolnshire, which is uh, it's a it's a beautiful county, but it's kind of somewhere in the nineteenth century in the terms of disability awareness. Mm -hmm. so for instance, um, the blue badge scheme in in Lincoln. Uh, you have to pay, which is not a problem. I don't have a problem with paying to, for parking. What yeah. I do have a problem with is that, um, like on one occasion, they said, well, this machine's broken, sir, but you can go to the eighth floor. Uh, oh, at wow. that point, my kids stepped back from dad yeah. and watched <laughs> watch me launch into the stratosphere <laughs> uh, because it's, uh, they missed the point completely. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of you just want to enjoy um, going to the cinema. And even now, I went to the cinema at Newark um, about about a year ago, and the lift was broken, and I went absolutely crazy. So I booked online. Why can't you you just put something online saying, you know, the lift is broken? Yeah, sounds sensible, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, we did, sir, and it was in like the small print. You mm. know, it, it was kind of. And I made the point about what, you know, uh, what if someone can't actually, because they didn't realise that actual people with uh, visual impairments go to the cinema as well. You know, it's, it's, I said, you know, someone might not see that, or yeah. I said, I didn't see that. And, you know, my vision's okay. It's, you don't, you can't sort of, um, and I, I, but then again, I use that experience and sort of uh, advise them about how they could make it better. So, the ticketing when t uh, uh, giving tickets out put uh, an advisor advisory thing in that this cinema has a lift and it's probably a good idea to give a give you a ring beforehand or something or yeah. you know um or even better advise by it lets someone know by email so they don't have to travel 20 miles to yeah, the cinema. it's just common sense at the end it of the day is, isn't it, it but it's yeah. such a lack of it so we're moving more into your art um when i was reading up a bit and so, you know, looking into some of the things you've been up to online before we had the chat today, I noticed that um, you started at some point using iPads more. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it started um, when uh, I was really ill, but which resulted in me, me, me um, you know, me taking up the mantle of being an artist. And um, it just it was it was just when iPads had come out, and I. Uh, think on 20 odd years ago when I was at art college, I, I have a, a comment I made that haunts me. I will never be, be use a computer to make art on because I was, I was taught in a very traditional way. Mm. But one of my friends who was an artist said, well, um, you can still be traditional, Jason, but it's just on a, a screen. It's just, mm. you know, it, it feels like paint. It, it looks like paint. And buying the iPad changed my life. Change, wow. absolutely changed my life because um, what I'd not been aware of, and I always say I became an artist a bit like Withnail and I going on holiday by mistake, you know, <laughs> I, I became an artist by mistake. And within, I think it was three months of uh, buying the iPad, um, I was showing my work in America. Wow. Within, I think, two, two or three years, I was being commissioned by Parliament to make art about the Disability Discrimination Act <laughs> and, you know, um, and where we are now is I'm just uh, writing a, a joint paper that will see me take Billy, the sculpture that I talked about, to Canada next year uh, um, with uh, University College London 
London Legacy and uh, the Global Disability Innovation Hub. That's so fantastic. It, it's, um, you know, who, who uh, I must say are doing some amazing work with disabled people in terms of looking at innovation in a really interesting way, you know. Um, and they've been incredibly supportive and nurturing of, of, of my career as, as an artist because they see it as, uh, you know, someone who's doing uh, something of value, which yeah. is is really good. It's really lovely. It's it's, uh, it's it's good stuff, is that? Oh, congratulations on that. That does sound really, really cool. I guess one obvious follow-up question for that is for someone with a disability, and I guess, as we've said, like, you know, we're all just people trying to get on and we all have very different impairments and even people with the same impairments have different you know personalities etc etc but anyone listening that's looking to get into art what would be your sort of general tips and advice to encourage them it's a really glib thing to say but i think it's uh, do it you, you, you've got mm. to do it you've got to do it every day you've got to do it when you don't feel like doing it um uh, you've you've got to draw you've got paint you've got to create you've got to put those ideas down and you've got it, it's it's a really um you know it, i always my, my dad was a coal miner so i always use this so i always say it's it's not like being down a coal miner you know <laughs> and, and i i love every aspect of what i do it's it's a beautiful thing it's um but you have to work really hard you have to work really hard and um it, it's it it's a great sort of, um, and you get support as well. There's, there's organizations like Shape Arts um, mm -hmm. uh, give stunning, absolutely stunning support um, to, to disabled artists. And I must say, I must sort of pay tribute to them actually, because uh, without them, I wouldn't be anywhere near uh, where I am in terms of my career, that they'd be incredibly nurturing. So get in touch with people like Shape mm. Arts, uh, get advice, talk to other, you know, look at what other artists are doing. Um, but most importantly, do it, kind of d do artists make art. It's, it's a really glib thing to say, but it's kind of, that's that's where we're at, really. That's what you have to do. And do you know, um, you said about Shape, do you know Tony, presumably? Yes, I know Tony and yeah. and, and David, yes, uh, uh, the, the new CEO there. Tony was magnificent, and I'm sure David's going to do a very similar job you know he's yeah. uh, I, I mean working with shape i did a residency down at the shape gallery uh, talking about look i was uh, uh, just wheeling off to get the train back up to lincolnshire and i bumped into tony and uh, the, some representatives of the british council mm -hmm. and i said oh do, do you want to go to qatar six wow. months later <laughs> um I'm, i've been commissioned to make art for the museum of islamic art in qatar and uh, I'm meeting, you know, Qatari royal family, and uh, it was bonkers, bonkers, wow. but brilliant. It was a real experience, you know. Uh, but I thought I was just pinching myself all the time, thinking, "Blimey, you know, by <laughs> my yeah, they do, yeah." But you kind of—it's the old adagery. You just have to kind of uh, work really hard, believe in yourself, and and don't be too downhearted if you get knockbacks because yeah. that's, that's the nature of the the game and you know as batman you know the greatest philosopher ever said it batman says you know <laughs> we fall down so we can get back up again you know it's it's um you, but art is particularly you do get a few knocks but yeah you just believe in it believe in it and it all it comes true 
And I think that your advice is very transferable to oh, other yes, walks of yes, life as yes. well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you got to know you got to know what to access as well. Like uh, particularly like support in access to work. Who um, yeah. I could make a, a fifteen part the um, documentary about the frustrations of it sometimes but mm. when it works when it works it's unbelievable and I have a support worker PA that works with me and enables me to do all the traveling I do and mm-hmm. um, without whom I wouldn't be able to do you know the work I do so it's it's uh, yeah you've got to know who to go to as well for help but yeah. that, that really makes a difference and that, that's when you mentioned earlier that you know with almost regressed the last 10 years it's so frustrating that so many things were getting and sometimes still are getting better from both access to maybe not improvement in policy but things like access to work are fantastic so yeah as you say it's tapping into those pots of funding and support as well so yeah sorry i was gonna i was gonna say the helping me an example of this is the helping me get a a, a tri ride trike uh, that's an attachment from a wheelchair uh-huh. i've got with pushing my wheelchair i've really damaged my shoulders okay which, which apparently is um is a thing we live in longer with great Way. yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah <laughs> as a result of that um you know we, we're damaging the bits that, that we use that shouldn't be used for the purpose that we use them for. <laughs> yeah, I heard the other day, I've got um, these titanium rods since I was about 16 in my spine because I had a curvature. And um, basically the, the surgeon saw a friend of mine as like a, how things have been getting on and mentioned that when they were doing them sort of back in 2000 when I had it, they weren't expecting people to live that long. And suddenly yeah. we're all, you know, with medical technology and all that, we're doing better. And yeah, like the, the titanium's not meant to last as long. So yeah, it's yeah. going to be interesting anyway. But yeah, that's the kind of thing about the medical advancements is a, a good, a very good thing. But then yeah, the yeah. kind of the, the downside in that way as well. But. Well, it's actually for design. I know, I know UCL are looking at actually doing research on this, the long-term uses of wheelchair, you know, using a wheelchair for long, you know, long term and um, mm. um, the developing, uh, you know, look at research into developing hydrogen chairs and powered chairs and like amazing stuff. It's so the, there's some really exciting things that are reacting to the fact that thankfully, you know, we're sticking around for a bit longer and, <laughs> you know, and uh, I think I think things are going to sort of, uh, that's informing design, wheelchair design and, um, mm. you know, and the fact that something, I think even uh, the tri-ride trike which is unbelievable it's um and it's the thing that everybody every wheelchair user seems to be sort of craving for uh, at the moment um is you know, enables you to go off road and enables you to because i i love going for walks with a family and mm. you know all those this normal stuff you know um that is is a bit of a a bit of a uh a to-do sometimes isn't it because yeah, manual chairs are the kind of struggle with stones and God knows what. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a nightmare. I was just going to clarify is that the gizmo gadget you're talking about, it basically helps propel the manual wheelchair. Is that yeah, right? it's, it makes it into a trike. So it, okay. it, it connects onto the front and it hires uh, the front wheels. So the front wheels go up a little bit. And then it's got uh, a throttle uh, on the, the handlebars of this trike. And okay. basically, it's got it's got about a thirty to forty mile radius, 
Wow. Uh, it's got a reverse gear as well, Martin. <laughs> a reverse gear. Really, really <laughs> progressing. <here. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. All right, well, I would start to wind the interview up now. But I think my, my last kind of question was around how obviously you're using art, which essentially is your authentic voice, as you said at the beginning, to try and kind of tackle things about sites that you don't agree with and then using humorous ways to do that. I mean, have you, is there a sort of tangible example you can give the listeners where you can see that sort of, the, and it might not be your own, but in general how art yeah. can change something? Yeah, I can. Um, and this is, this is uh, the Qatar thing again. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Qatar uh, has got no disabled people, apparently. Right. <laughs> so we went over, there's a group of disabled artists that went over to work at the, uh, at the you know, exhibit at the, the museum there. The, I think we were the first, uh, our, I think Damon Hurst had been over, but mm-hmm. we were like the next, you know, next thing. So it's a real, a real achievement. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a disabled toilet. Mm-hmm. Was in the museum of Islamic art there was not a disabled toilet there is now <laughs> and that's changed right yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a it's kind of a small thing but it isn't is it it's no kind it's of, huge because that, yeah. that that ripple effect is that other museums will eventually realize they need to do it and then eventually you hope that disabled people that are there will feel more kind of like it's okay to go out to public and all the rest of it yeah yeah and it's it's i mean it's, it's a beautiful i mean it's a beautiful country you know it's and there will be lots of disabled people going over there for for the uh the, the world cup that's coming up oh yeah you know? of course yeah so um you know things are changing things are changing and you know i was a, a very small part of that which is is really cool no, that's nice that's nice well keep keep up the hard work as you say, it's hard work that seems to to, to make the progress, and I, I can totally, um, I think mirror that. That you know, all the the big dreams and plans I've had, it, you still have to get the work done day in and day out. But um, it's great to hear of your successes that Thank you. have been going on. I and mean, if people want to check in and learn a bit more about you and see some of your work, where can they best find you? Um, they can. Uh, I've got a fantastic new website which is. JWM artist, mm-hmm. and even if they're typing Jason iPad, apparently I, I come up on, in Google fairly high up. And good keywordage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and there's there's some um, there's some really um, lovely videos that I did with Parliament about the Disability Discrimination Act and the work that I did um, because I, I produced a banner, uh, which I might mention actually. This is uh, the banner uh, that I produced for Parliament needs a home. Okay. And, and this piece of artwork was commissioned by Parliament to to kind of recognise. Uh, it was all to do with Magna Carta and key uh, initiatives mm-hmm. that the Magna Carta then, like the domino effect. Uh, it was it was gifted to Shape Arts, but unfortunately, uh, they don't have the space uh, right. to 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 you know to to have it uh, hung up all the time. I mean, it's a it's quite. Um, I think it's nearly sixteen, seventeen foot tall. Mm-hmm. and about five foot wide so it's long and thin okay. but we need we need uh, somewhere that's either someone like scope for instance or mm-hmm. uh, someone that's kind of has disability at the abs- uh, because in the banner I tell the story one of the stories I tell is about the cinema in 1980 oh, okay. um, trying to watch Jaws there's lots of little vignettes in, in it, it's there's lots of hidden stuff lots of really be- 
beautiful um, sort of stories within that. But it's all about my journey as a disabled person. And we're looking for a home, basically, for it. So, um, okay. Yeah. So, anyone yeah. listening that knows where where this could could go to a good home, then get in touch with myself or Jason. Yeah. That's good it, stuff. Great. Thank you. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you for your time today, Jason. It was really enjoyable hearing what you've been up to. And uh, let's have another chat again soon. Yeah. Absolutely. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Cheers. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Another fascinating episode done and dusted there. Then. I hope you enjoyed listening to Jason's story. Um, the, the thing about becoming disabled from chickenpox was a, a real surprise to me as I'd never heard of that happening before. Um, but as you could tell, Jason just really grabbed life thereafter and he took his own strengths and his own passions and just cracked on regardless of if it was going to become successful or not and a uh, bit by bit as he chipped away he started to get more attention and eventually more commissions and in the end he's now living the dream life or the dream job that he had as a child and i think that's uh, all anyone can hope for in life really is to to look at the things that you personally enjoy and go out there and grab it and work hard and as a result you know things will come good in the longer run and I particularly enjoyed the bit about being in the United Arab Emirates and the fact that the museum didn't have an accessible toilet and then through just being there and challenging the stereotypes and arguing against injustice um, Jason and the team that were there managed to get an accessible loo installed which of course as I said in the episode is going to help both the tourists and those people that are going to be living locally as well um, and hopefully that can start to have a ripple effect on inclusion in general so thank you to Jason for his time on the interview and good luck and I hope you enjoyed it I hope you're all well as we go into the sort of autumn time and um, I'll be back very soon with another episode of The Martin Sibley Show. Bye-bye.